Hello, welcome to the Stubborn Tortoise podcast. I'm Donna Pazdera. So today is a master's edition. Um, I am interviewing uh, Anne Ludwig and she um, is a baby master's. So she just turned 50 and that's uh, so fine. Pounced on her. I'm like, hello. I'm like the AARP. <laughs> Those of you who know about the AARP, and you, uh, the second you turn 50, they find you. And it's true. They track you down and then they will not leave you alone until you join, which I've been skillfully avoiding for about <clears throat> 11 years. So, hey. Uh, but anyway. Um, so yeah, so today I, I talked to her. She's got a lot of really good stories to tell, has some interesting goals, and um, I, I'm hoping that you guys will find her uh, interesting to talk to, talk to, listen to. I was interesting for me to talk to. Ooh. Anyway, sorry, my brain is not completely functioning today. It's been a very long day. It's been a very long week. Um, anyway, uh, I first met Anne. I think it was last summer, late last summer, I was part of the San Antonio off-road runners uh, training group for the um, El Taco Loco uh, at the Land Heritage Institute. And uh, on that particular, on this particular day, we did a training run out there and um, which we've done a couple before, but I have to be really honest, it's like Land Heritage, <laughs> sort of like a black hole. Um, yeah, and, and so it's sort of like, ah. um, they mark it out there, but I swear to God, it's it's like, it's a secret handshake. It's sort of like interstates in Texas. Okay, so here in San Antonio, we've got I-35 and I-37. They run parallel to each other, okay? And so like the first time I ever tried to drive back to the Rio Grande Valley from Austin, uh, I got, I was on 410, you know, the loop, but I got on like, I don't, I can't even tell you which one I was on. It was either 35 or 37. I don't even remember, but I got so confused and I was so lost and I was just, ah, what do I do? And uh, yeah. So anyway, it's like this Texas thing. It's like, sometimes you don't see streets marked, you know, they're like, yes, sissies, you're going to have to understand how to just figure it out you know and and so that's kind of how it felt like being at land heritage institute because they they really do they don't mark things especially well well anyway and significant other robbie um was in charge of the uh 25k group that day and i was in the 25k training program um but i was running with people who were in the 50k program the thing with the uh, San Antonio off-road runners, um, or really any of these groups, it's like you, when you do a training run with them, you need to sign in, you know, what time I got there, and then you sign out when you're finished. So that way they're not like looking for you. Okay. So there's that. Um, well, as it turned out, Robbie was in charge of the 25k group and was trying to find me. And he was like, calling me on Facebook Messenger, which I wasn't hearing. God knows why. I don't know. I, I don't usually answer my calls on Facebook Messenger. But anyway, um, not long yet, when I was with my friend Maria and a couple of other people, and we were just seriously lost. I mean, 
had it probably not been for Anne, we might still be out there. I don't know. It was weird. Uh, but she was training for the 100K at El Taco Loco because uh, she is local for that. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, so she was training for that. And all of a sudden, I'm, we're, you know, at some point, you know, we're at some intersection of some sort. And she's like, there's this blonde woman. And she's like, are you Donna? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, oh, thank God we found you. And so she gets on her phone and she's like, hey, babe, I found her. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, long story short, she kind of helped lead us back into civilization. Um, yeah, I would not go out. I would not run out at Land Heritage Institute again, unless I had somebody running with us that had been there before and knew their way around because I have to be really honest. It's hard out there. It's like, I love that place. It's fun. I mean, it's kind of a weird little, well, it's not a little, it's big, but it's, you know, it's semi-flattish, a lot of tall grass and, and, you know, interesting topography and, and whatnot, but it's just not very well marked. And so I can just say that Anne was my uh, guardian angel that day. And uh, yeah, so we've stayed in touch ever since. Also, because I'm always looking for a reason to <clears throat> talk about Orville Peck. <laughs> Robbie has a side business where he makes t-shirts and, you know, prints things. And, um, uh, my friend Maria knows him and, um, pointed him out to me and said, Hey, you know, if you need to get a shirt made or la la la, talk to him. So I did. So like two years ago when Orville was going to, yeah, by the way, if those of you who are watching this on video, uh, yeah, right behind me is the Orville Peck Road to Luck poster uh, of the tour that got canceled in 2020. And he was, he was probably like two days away from playing San Antonio and then everything closed down. So it was like, you know, it was just sad. But anyways, but I, I got the poster. Hey, but anyway, so I had, I asked Robbie to make a ringer t-shirt um, with the logo for Bandera, which is the cowboy capital of Texas. And, um, and I know there's a few places that claim to be the cowboy capital of the world, but oh no, I'm sorry. They, the Bandera claims to be cowboy capital of the world. Sorry. Uh, anyway, but it's uh, just like an hour north of us. And it's got this groovy little logo. And I happen to know because I'm a stalker uh, of some sort, uh, that Orville <clears throat> slash, I'm not gonna say his name, but anyway, I know his real name. But anyway, that he he likes ringer tees, okay? And so I had Robbie make one with this Bandera thing. And um, so that's how I met Robbie. And uh, I did not get to give that to Orville until, God, I love how this is like devolving into an Orville pack story, but, um, I did not uh, get to give this to OP uh, until last July when I flew to Iowa or traveled to Iowa to see him at this tiny little place called the Raccoon Motel. And I was pressed up against the stage and I had that and I had a mosaic that I made. Some of you already heard this story, but anyway, I had this stupid effusive handwritten letter on two sides of paper <laughs> and I had to put in like this kind of gray kind of, you know, flexible plastic bag and 
at the end of the concert, I was like trying to wave it to him like, hey, take this, but <laughs> I could not catch his eye. And so I ended up giving it to the sound guy and the sound guy was like, what is this? And I'm like, like okay it's a mosaic it is a t-shirt and it is a letter okay listen i came all the way from san antonio to see him and he's like oh 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 okay i'm like yeah dope <laughs> but i did dm uh orville the following day and i'm like hey did you get it and he's like yes i loved it it was great you know it's like you have no idea how thrilling that was for me oh my god um and by the way <laughs> since i'm still talking about orville his latest album called bronco just dropped completely last friday 15 songs oh god it's really really good and i know i'm a goofy fangirl and all that but i mean really this is some great music and songwriting and his voice is just beyond compare so anyway so if you have spotify or something maybe you should listen to bronco or volpeck o-r-b-i-l-l-e-p-e-c-k uh yeah and it's great it's great uh and again you know just god i swear i can't believe i'm going into all this for the uninitiated he uh he comes from a punk background and uh He's probably about 35 years old, uh, grew up in South Africa, traveled to Canada and then lived in London for a while and then was in the States. So, yeah, I think he's currently in L.A. So anyway, he hangs out with uh, Diplo, the DJ. Um, he has done uh, collabs with uh, Shania Twain. He also has um, was asked by Lady Gaga to cover Born This Way, which I heard him perform last year in Iowa, which was amazing. And um, he's friends with John Waters, the sort of eccentric um, filmmaker. And uh, I'm trying to think of who else, I don't know. He's, you know, he's just done, he's, he's gonna blow up, okay? And so this is why I am going, I paid a lot of money or a fair amount of money to see him at Paper Tiger in uh, San Antonio, uh, May 4th. Uh, I got a VIP like I did in Iowa. And so I get some swag and crap, which I don't really care about. I mean, it's nice, but I just want to get in early, okay? But anyway, I can't believe I'm going on and on about this. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna see him there. And then I'm going up to Dallas two days later. Uh, I got a couple, I got a friend up there that I knew from the uh, Miami Herald when I was in South Florida and she and her husband are going and they've let me, they are allowing me to stay at their place overnight. And I was like, yay. And so we're all going to experience that, but that's not VIP. That's just sort of like the $25 cheap seats. And then I'm also going uh, the following Tuesday, I think to White Oak Music Hall in Houston which is where I saw him the first time two years ago. Um, very small little place, just a great venue. And, um, you know, probably holds a couple hundred people. And um, here's my thinking, okay, I'm spending all this insane money on this, but he's gonna blow up, okay? I am certain of this and I'm kind of sad that he hasn't yet, but I'm pretty sure he's gonna. And, uh, Anyway, so I, I felt like, okay, this is probably the last time I'm ever going to be able to see him in this small of a venue because 
I mean, like at Raccoon Motel, the place in Iowa, he was literally sweating on me. <laughs> it was, I love that. And the band was like practically on top of each other, you know, because it was just this tiny little place. And uh, yeah, so I know, I know I'm forever talking about Orville Peck, but gosh darn it, y'all should listen to him because even if you don't like country, he's kind of like, somebody put it the other day, he's country adjacent. And so that that might help, you know, intrigue you into that. Uh, so anyway, good Lord. I'm so sorry, Anne. <laughs> Here comes my interview with Anne Ludwig. Yay. <laughs> All right, and we are recording. And hello, I'm here with Anne Ludwig, uh, one of my new running buddies in San Antonio. And um, she's a kind of a young master's. <laughs> how, how old are you now? You're like 50. I turned 51 in a month. Okay, yeah, so you're very young. Yeah, you're, yeah but, but you have so much to look forward to. <laughs> I feel the Oh God. Well, listen, I got 10 years on you, so I can tell you <laughs> sometimes it's sometimes being the master's runner uh, is, is beneficial. And then other times it's like, oh, great. I'm getting old and slow. <laughs> right. But um, anyway, so I want to hear a little bit about you. Well, I want to hear a lot about you. We don't need a lot of me talking, although sometimes I do. Um, but I would like to hear about, first of all, just uh, are you originally from San Antonio and, and or where are you from? So I was born here, yes, um, but my dad was Air Force, so mm -hmm. we moved around and then got stationed back here in 85, and I just never left. Okay, so cool. So I'm really a San Antonian. Yeah, so yeah, and so you're used to the rocks and all that in the hills and things like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, and were you uh, an athletic kid growing up or when did running become part of your life? So I was athletic as a kid. I took Taekwondo. I played softball for eight years. My dad um, did 10Ks and things like that. He was pretty active weightlifting. Ooh. So I did, you know, biking with him, some running with him, a um, little bit of trail running in Hawaii when we were there as a teenager. Ooh. But as I got a little older, what in my twenties, I kind of strayed away from that. You know, I was single. I was having fun in the twenties, right? Living the life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, running really didn't come back into my life till probably around thirty-six, and I started to pick it up very slowly. And then I got pregnant with my youngest, and had him at forty. Ooh. Had a breakup. And running became therapy mm -hmm. with some angry girl music. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> What's your favorite? What's your favorite? Oh, there's, there's Kelly Clarkson. You've got um, a couple of Alanis Morissette. Yeah, and then uh, Kate Vogel does a few. I don't know her. So yeah, she's from, I want to say, Beverly 90210 Beverly Hills possibly okay. I think that's where she made her her debut but uh, the 90s one or the more recent oh, it might be Melrose Place <laughs> oh Melrose okay oh I love that show what's her yeah. name again Kate Vogel 
it's not ring a bell but okay i'll have to go check that if out you look her up she's there she's got a song called you can't the one i remember most is um you're no good for me and you can't break a broken heart okay <laughs> i'll write it down and i couldn't find my pen um all right i'm gonna check that out yeah i guess i'm trying to think of what else i always like um pink pink is pretty yep. good uh, sure. Very empowering. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think of who else I would listen to that. Well, I don't know. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. And that's not your, <laughs> it's not, I'm not on your playlist or it's not my playlist. It's yours. So, but that's sort of thing helped. Now you said your youngest to how old is, is um, he, I think. He is now will be 11 in May. Okay. Okay. Uh, he was born right after my 40th birthday. Oh, wow. Okay. And you said youngest. So does that mean you have an oldest? I have an older one who's 23. Ooh, okay. And, and that's yeah. a boy also? Yes, both okay. boys. Okay, great. So, um, so yeah, so you started this running thing uh, again or rekindled it um, after mm -hmm. the breakup. And um, so, uh, where were you running? Uh, was it trail? Was it pavement? It was road. It was road. My sister and I decided that we would do a half marathon to check it off the bucket list. And uh, we did that in 2012. Okay. And then it became more of a hobby for me, even more so. And the distances just became more so longer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know... I know. Well, you know, that's the funny thing is it's like, I remember after I did my first half marathon and that was probably in uh, 2010, maybe 2011, something like that. Yeah. I mean, I kind of got started much later in running. I was like in my late forties, but uh, anyway, I remember doing, you know, this, this half marathon and it was like, okay, I'm never going to do that again. <laughs> right. But then of course, like any race, you know, you're like a couple of days later, like, well, it didn't kill me. I think I can probably do this again. You know, it's kind of how I'm feeling about Snowdrop right now. Right. So <laughs> um, and I do find that, especially women, but I think also men, uh, as we get older, uh, we we tend to do better uh, in in the endurance stuff. Which yes, you know, you know we may not be the fastest folks, but uh, you know we can, you know, get the out there. Hey. What's that? I said sustain the pain yeah only we're older and more, and more knowledge yeah yep. exactly yeah and we're crazier now yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that yeah I know I mean I would have you know you know 15 years ago somebody said to me you know you're looking forward to you know running a 50k or something like are you insane you know <laughs> like now no, I agree with that it's I don't know I think maybe with age we're we're thinking about what we haven't done and what we still want to do what can we accomplish so now we're like oh let's do it now yeah yeah and I mean I think also with the pandemic because I was talking to my sister about this um you know I'm I'm it's <laughs> another reason I'm going to sign up for snowdrop is kind of like this YOLO thing you know it's kind of like okay I'm 61 and um you know I'm not going to get any younger and you know, let's, let's do this now while I still have that ability, or at least hopefully right. I'll have the ability, um, you know, cause who knows how long it's, you know, how long I'm going to, you know, be able to continue doing this sort of thing. So I think it's important, you know, I think there's something else like, that comes with age. Yeah. 
So, um, so what is your uh, uh, favorite distance in terms of, because I know you like these long ones. Um, so what's your favorite distance? You know, since I've only gotten to the 50K distance, I know, right, only, don't you hate that? Oh, I know, we're <laughs> like a true ultra runner. It's so hilarious. Oh my God. I really like the 50Ks. I really do. Mm -hmm. um, I do want to go beyond that. I want to, ultimately, I'd like to do a hundred miler. Um, but the 50Ks for me, I don't know if it's because it's out on the trail and it's just beautiful and it's a little bit of, you know, just being, I don't know, there's this thing about being with other people out there too and, and sharing, you meet so many people and everyone's struggling because <laughs> you know you for me i'm walking some of it i'm i'm still not trying to do four and a half hours. yeah so and that's the thing for me that's the endurance i mean i am okay if i have to walk two miles of it straight through and then start walk, running again so yeah yeah i think the 50k i like i like it i do too i think it's my favorite distance as well um you know, and I, I mean, I kind of got a taste of that at Brazos because um, I did the marathon there, which was actually more of a 28.6. Yeah, <laughs> it usually is. <laughs> I, know, I know. I don't know what the deal is with Rob. I don't think he knows how to measure, but anyway. Um, I still love the guy. <laughs> oh my God. And well, and then I did Rocky, you know, uh, in February and uh -huh. I was just kind of like, okay, I haven't done a 50K in, you know, a, in a handful of years and, you know, can I still do it? It was my birthday. And so I was like, all right, right. go out there, you know. And I was okay for the first loop. And then I wanted to drop, of course. And then I, you know, but I ended up hiking the majority of that second loop, you know, because yep. it was pretty ugly, you know, and I was hurting and it's because I didn't train. So, or tra train well. Um, right. So, it happens. But there's something about that distance. I think it's, it's like the race for me never starts until that second loop or your midway, you know, exactly. you've 15 and a half in and you're just like, all right, let's go. <laughs> Cause I think that if you're looking at your watch, you're like, Oh shit, are we there yet? You know um, you know, at the beginning, <laughs> five miles in, you're going to be in trouble, you know, or you might, or be. someone says you're almost there and you're like, yeah, oh, no, God. I still have uh, 15 miles to go or something. I remember one time I was doing Bandera 50 K and I mean, you know, that's, that, that place is hard, you know, and, and I had on my watch, I thought I had like four and a half miles to the end. The people at the aid station are like, you've got only five and a half miles to the end. And I just started crying. What is wrong with the GPS? Oh God. Or your watch dies. Oh God. Yeah. I've had that's that happen. Happened. I think that happened to me at Rocky this year because I, I had to replace my watch. So anyway, so where was your 50K? So my first 50K was Brazo Bend. Oh, okay. Oh, which was supposed to be a 50 miler. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm not ready. I didn't what year train. Was this this past year? No, this was back in 2017. Okay. Oh, I remember that year. Yeah. It was all yeah. wet and cold. It was, it actually, I think 18 was the one where the temperature dropped halfway through. Yeah. So that was kind of crazy. Oh my God. But yes. Yes. I was actually doing the 50 miler that day and oh, yeah, I had to put we can bring 
anything to cover up. We were just like, ah, we'll just finish it and keep my feet dry and warm. I mean, I put hand warmers in my shoes. (laughs) You know, what's funny is doing all these trail runs that I've done. I did not discover those until this year. I was like, how did I not know about these things? (laughs) Well, I never knew about it either until I started doing trails. It's like, yeah, I think probably a couple of banderas I've kind of discovered and yeah but anyway so so how did you feel after that that first 50k I was pretty I was actually pretty happy I was tired I mean we yeah we decided to stay in the hotel one more night and Wonder Woman's like my thing and I fell asleep within the first 10 minutes of that movie just conked out but mentally I was like, oh, I can do better. <laughs> I'm going to do another one of these. I can do better. That's um, great. Yeah. So, and you never know, you're trained. Like I trained for it, but there was a point around 23, 24 that I stopped eating. Oh, yeah. Because I just, I got to that point. So I had to sit down. It was hot. Um, had to get some more nutrition in. And then I had a second win. Yeah. I, it it happens like that. That's so true. It's like it's like a personal journey or something. I I think that's the other thing that's kind of fun about the 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 fifty k or you know ultras is like you know you sit there you know and you think oh crap I can't do this anymore I'm gonna die and then it's like well it's just like on my birthday you know and then Becky right. Spalding Becky Spalding the nurse who's a buddy of mine she's like well why aren't you gonna go back out and I'm like I don't know my legs hurt and she's like that is not a good reason. And I'm like, you're right. <laughs> so <laughs> it's I just usually... changed out of my wet stuff and I put on my dry stuff and went back out there. <laughs> exactly. That second half or even that last five miles, sometimes it's all hard. It really is. Cause you know, you can do it. Your body can do it. You just, yep. I sometimes have a broken brain. That's what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So have you done any 50 K since then? So yes, I've done yeah. Bend. I've done Brazos Bend four times now. Oh my God. Um, and last year, of course, it was moved because the state park with COVID and everything. Oh yeah. So it's it moved. Isle? Yeah, they moved it to Seven Isle Ranch. Never ran in sand before. Oh, I hate that place. Um, <laughs> but it was one of my best races, actually mentally because every time I came in usually I get to a point where I'm like I need someone to push me I need someone to re-encourage me and I came in and Robbie he was like are you okay How you other. <laughs> yeah my significant other not the and, not the race director <laughs> <laughs> and yeah I I never got to that point where I had to have him encourage me and say you've got this I'd come in I reboot and I'd go right back out That's so it. I don't know I don't know if it was the sand because it was keeping me at a better pace yeah. I mean it was slow oh. but I never got to that point where I felt so exhausted I couldn't go further right was that um, the 50 mile or was that the 50k that was just the 50k I, don't see um, I still haven't done a 50 miler I okay. did sign up um the El Taco that was oh, yeah, last October. Yeah. I was supposed to do the 100K and I DNF. That was my first ever DNF. I stopped at 31, 32. So 
I still did a 50k in my head. Yeah, no, and that. Um, So that's you know, my hardest 50k so far has been Piney Woods Ultra, which is at Tyler. Tyler, oh yeah. I I just signed up for the beauty of it. So nice. I'm like Rolling Hills. I could do Rolling Hills. Well, Switchbacks, more like it. But it was beautiful. It is beautiful. It's so, <laughs> it was it it was but it it was worth it i yeah. would do it again yeah that's good to know that's good to know i mean i think i ran like a half marathon or something out there years ago and um this was when i lived in the valley it took us <laughs> 11 hours to get there <laughs> that is a long drive oh, God. i think that's why i just sort of psychologically kind of go nope not going out there nope. again we're <laughs> doing that one but it is beautiful it is beautiful so um and that's your favorite race. So what do you think your least favorite race has been? Or most challenging, maybe I should put it that way. Um, well, you know, so far to date, I would have to say El Taco would have been my most challenging um, because I wasn't at my physical best being I was dealing with a bunch of GI issues last year. And so, you know, I didn't know how much I was going to eat. I just, I just didn't know my training wasn't ideal. Um, I'm not sure if I liked, I don't know. I just, it was not the best thing for me. So yeah, wasn't my favorite. I think that would be a very hard 100k I mean I would (laughs) I mean well I remember that one day you know that's how I met you actually is we were training out there and we got lost lost. looking for me (laughs) yeah I just I don't know it wasn't uh I mean at least it was marked well so I didn't get lost in the race that's good Um, it was the first time I ever really ran in the dark oh yeah um and then how do you feel about that um as long as I didn't know it was out there, I was okay. And then, of course, <laughs> you know, Vicky, Vicky stayed with me while we were in the dark. And when uh, she came in at night, because I had already stopped, she's like, the snakes are coming out. And I was like, oh, my God, were they out in the morning? Because we didn't really look. We just kept walking pretty f- Yeah. Oh. So I know. I'm like, okay, I want to do these distances, but that's the part that scares me the dark by myself so i have to just get another crazy girlfriend that wants to start in the dark and finish in the dark together yeah yeah oh, I wait, think- aren't we doing that next year rocky what's that aren't we doing that next year we're all going to be together at rocky possibly yeah well the 100k yeah that's that's the that's the hope we'll see if i if i if i make <laughs> if i make it into snowdrop uh I don't know, but I, but I still want to, I, you know, I still, that's still kind of like a, a real bucket list thing. And I think I can probably handle Rocky because that'll be like two months after that one. Oh no, it won't be. It'll be like, no, I think it's right. It'll be like six know. weeks. <laughs> that might be kind of hard. We'll that see. Might... I have to think this through a little bit. Yeah. I, it's like the ego part of me is like, yes, I want to do that hundo. But then I'm also like, well, I really want to do this hundred K because I like Rocky so much. And I don't know. Maybe I can, maybe I can do it all. <laughs> you can. I don't know. I, I have to think about it too, because I'm going to do the hundred hour. Oh my gosh. The name just see age 
The and name just slipped. Fun. It's the Jamboree one, the Jackalope Jamboree. When is I'm that? Gonna, that one is, let's see, they did it in, I think it's February or March. It oh, might be yeah, February. right. I remember that. That's that one that right. I just did. Oh, God. Yes. Oh, that was miserable. That was cold. Yeah, you probably aren't going to be able to do I'm that. I'm a little worried about the cold, but I'm more yeah. of a lukewarm runner. I like yeah. that better. This winter, I, I actually, I mean, as much as I complain about the heat sometimes, um, I was so happy. <laughs> That's why I really kind of sucked when I came up here and it's like, oh, great. It's in the 40s, you know, great. Uh, yeah, because it was like in the 80s all week and, and you know, right. the and I was like, oh my God, it's so nice. I love this, you know, but yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, lukewarm is pretty good too. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, anyway, but oh yeah, well, it's Anyway, yeah. So I guess sometimes we just have to kind of decide which, what our goals really are going to be. And uh, yep. I don't know. I have to think it's not about me though right now. Um, so um, how, so how, because I know you, you you did kind of encounter some, you know, issues when you were training mm -hmm. for the 100K. Um, do you think that might be the, the biggest um, stumbling block that you faced? Um, or do you ever have the I'm speaking for myself, the, you know, the broken brain thing. Do you ever get that? Or do you, cause it sounds like you don't DNF. A lot, so. <laughs> I'm not afraid. <laughs> well, I, maybe I haven't done enough yet. Maybe that's really it. I haven't done enough of those. I'm going to go do the hundred K and then I tend to drop my distance if I don't think I'm ready. Right. So I think what I need to start doing is just stop doubting and just do it. And if I DNF say, Hey, I still got out there. Okay. Um, cause it's hard sometimes cause I'm tired at times. Um, the weight, like keeping off weight is hard at this age, even with, even with the activity out there, I'm like, what happened in my twenties? Yeah. I could eat this whole slice, you know, whole pizza and not work out and still stay a hundred pounds right. and you hit 50 and I'm like, okay, I'm 160 pounds. And I'm, and I don't, not afraid to say that. And I, it's like, I can't get up. I got on the scale this morning and I text, you know, Robbie and I said, Oh, I lost a pound. <laughs> hey, it's the small victories. It's really good. That's good. So I think, you know, if I can just keep the running going even if I'm tired, that's the big, that's the biggest battle. Fatigue, I yeah, think at this yeah. point is fatigue and, and weight, even mm. with hormones. Yeah. Oh God. Well, <laughs> having successfully <laughs> gone through the, you know, the other, the other side, uh, it does get better, um, <laughs> sort of, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Although I, I jealously hang, hung on to every period until I, you know, until they stopped. You know, so. Yeah, I went seven months and then one came out of the blue. I was like, you got to be kidding me. No, I know it's, yeah, it'll happen. It'll happen. But anyway, sorry. The guys don't need to know People, that. Right? The guys don't need to know that, but whatever, we, we don't care. Listen, I talked about some pretty embarrassing stuff a couple of weeks ago. So <laughs> anyway, um, so the, the, yeah, the fatigue. Yeah, I think, yeah, like wait till you do a 50 mile. <laughs> just tell you from experience. And but this is my, you know, I've only done two. So I mean, um, but both times I was just so exhausted by about mile 42. All I wanted to do was sleep. 
Right. <laughs> so, um, there's this, I don't know if you know her or not, uh, Pamela Lockhart um, Carr, I think is her last name. She's got, hey, it, she sounds familiar. Yeah, she's, she's a trod person and she, she's got like this almost white blonde pixie cut hair. Um, really, anyway. Oh. Yeah, yeah, she's a beast. Um, but yeah, she and I were hanging together at that 50 miler at Brazos a few years ago. And I kept wanting to sit and she's like, come on, you got to get up, you got to move. And I'm like, oh God, I don't want to, I just want to sleep. But she, you know, <laughs> usually have to have somebody kick me in the ass to do something, but. Yeah, I'm looking for a 50 miler for the fall. I just haven't pinpointed. Brazos is good. Brazos is quite good. I mean, because it's so flat. I mean, you've run out. Right. There. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, I'm not saying I was trying to decide if I could be ready for the hundred miler in December. Oh, hour. Just, yeah. Well, Brazo has a hundred miler in oh, yeah, December. Yeah. Uh-huh. They don't have a 50 miler. It's just the, I think it's the hundred K and just the hundred miler. Oh, no, so they do. Because <laughs> I've done it. In December? Yes. They have. Know. Okay. So this is, yeah. So they got the hundred miler, 50 miler. Right. Um, marathon. And probably some other shorter distance that I can't right. remember. Um, I don't think they do any of the K's um, in that one. I think they do okay. the K's in K's are in the April one. April, yeah, the, the hot one. Okay. It was really hot this year. <laughs> yeah, December for beginning of December. Yeah, I think it's. I think that race is this weekend, or is it next weekend? It might be next. Oh, right, it might be this weekend. Yeah, that's either this weekend or next weekend. I think. Yeah. I've always. Yeah. I know. I've, I've always wanted to do that, but usually I'm. Um, working hell's hills you know for tejas and, and then of course this year i'm not doing any of that i'm doing something completely different so, <laughs> which i'm stoked about um but anyway uh yeah so the yeah the the 50 at, at brazos is pretty good um my first was at uh wild hair i love that race it is so lovely and uh see that one's in november that's the one i've been having my eye on too Oh, that's where I did my first 50. It's where I did my first 50K. I do that race every year in some form. Um, and it's just, I don't know. It's just, a, it's kind of like McAllister, except it doesn't have the giant boulders and too many hills. You know, it's a, you know, it's a mountain biking thing. And um, right. 50 miles is tough though, because it's got a lot of switchbacks. So your knees are like, oh, the end, you know, but, but I, I love that race. Yeah. And I highly encourage you to do that at some point in some shape or fashion because it's it's really fun and um yeah i just look forward to that every year um what else was i going to ask you um so what what, what kind of tips do you have for people who are maybe you know terrified of running at this age um and uh you know oh my god i can't do it i mean what, what kind of advice do you have i just so i talk to people all day long like at work um right. tell us where you work well, I work at Barnes and Noble. I order the books for the local store for the local Barnes and Nobles here in San Antonio, Texas. That's a cool. So, day. I'm usually at the San Pedro one, and I'm actually uh, recently just building up the running section a lot more with some titles in there. So, um, yeah, there'll be some interesting stuff there. But I do. I talk to people. Um, one of the managers there, he just ran his first 5K nice. um, at Prickly Pear. Oh, yeah. And he had never, he wore his hiking boots because he's never done it before. He oh, just boy. said, I'm going to do it. 
he'd been promising me for 10 years. And I said, just the biggest advice is anybody can do it. You really, you just, that's why I love trail running because of, for me, I tell them, I said, I like the run walk availability for me. It's a different type of thing to go out there and do it. And so you just, if you want to do start somewhere, just start walking every day. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just a mile or half a mile, walk around the block and eventually you'll find, Oh, maybe I can try running. And if running is not your, you know, running may not ever be something that you want to do, but you could still walk these distances. My sister and I talked about finding a 50 K that has a very generous time limit and we're just going to power hike it. Mm -hmm. Rocky would be one of those. Yeah, see, because they got I that mean, 50 miler in there. So. The best advice is don't be afraid. Anybody can do it. You know, the fastest known times on some of these major trails are people who just hike. Well, we should so. say best, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I mean, I'm, I'm a proud hiker too. You know, I mean, I run, hike. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. And so. I think, I think that's the misconception too. A lot of people have about, you know, trail runners. They see, you know, people in the Boston Marathon and all that, and they, you know, those suckers are running the entire time. Exactly. And, you know, trail running is just a different animals. <laughs> I mean, there are, I and mean, we do have those runners, you know, the ones that are out there doing four hour 50 Ks and in yeah. amazing times. I know, I think the fastest at Prickly Pear was 423 or something like that. It was in that time. Wow. And, and yeah, those are your elite runners, but we're not all elite runners. We just like to go out there and enjoy what we do. Yeah. And, and so what do, what do you think it is about the trails that, that attract you more than the, you know, than the road? Is it just the run walking thing? The it's, community? It's the community. It's the beauty. Um, so for me, sometimes it gives me the time to reflect on things, on life, um, talk to God. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, it's just, I like being out there, the animals, nature, not the snakes. Yeah. (laughs) Not, yeah, without the snakes. (laughs) Or the skunks, since I got lost at McGallister, people I got lost in my own backyard because I took an opposite direction because there was a skunk family. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Right. But yeah, it's, I started with the road but fell in love with the trails. I mean, I still do some road racing, mm-hmm. but trails is where it is for me. I really yeah. like going out there. That's great. Yeah. I, I, I'm, well, as you know, I'm right there with you. I think it's, I think it's, yeah, what you're talking about. I think it's also the community, you know, um, yep. it's just, yeah, just a different, it's just a different pace or a different mentality, you know, and, and, you know, again, you could fall and, <laughs> people are going to stop and pick you up. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Even the elite runners, they will stop. If oh yeah. That's what I love about something. it. I think that's the thing. Yeah. And I've talked about this before, but I think that's the thing I also love about is the egalitarian nature of most trail races is that everybody starts at the same time or, you know, I, well, nowadays it's a little different, but, um, but, you know, back in the day, you know, a couple of years ago, um, yeah, everybody, you know, Jim Walmsley or whoever, you know, the one Western States, you know, you're starting at the starting line, right, right with everybody else. And, uh, and I think that's really cool. Um, yes. There's not too many other sports 
you know, where the regular folks, you know, or, you know, if you're out or if you're out there on the trail and again, I'm usually like, you know, the guy in the back, you know, and I see the fast people lapping me and I'm like, you're in first, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> They're like, thanks, you know. You and yet they'll still tell moment. you good luck and they'll still encourage you. I mean, good that's job runner. Oh yeah. Exactly. I love that. I, just, I think that's, yeah, that was one thing that really impressed me early on, you know, it was just sort of like, wow, this is a really cool thing, you know, because I think with road, and I think people coming from road, um, they're always used to those crowds and people holding signs and all that stuff. It's like, you know, for us, it's sort of like some poor soul at an aid station with a cowbell, you know. Exactly. And that's like the most exciting thing ever, you know, for me, you know, and that's why I always bring my cowbell when I work aid stations, because, you know, you can be out there in the woods and you're like, okay, I hear the cowbell, the aid station must be getting close. <laughs> Ours are in the trunk of my car right now, actually. Mine are always, <laughs> I, I live in my car. So yes, you, I am definitely, you, maybe you and I together could be on a scavenger hunt because cowbell. Yeah. Yep. Sleeping bag. Well, up until last week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Snow cap. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's just so stupid. Um, anyway, uh, what, what, and I, I, I know I didn't send you this question, but I'm just, that's okay. I'm spitballing here now, but what do you think you've learned? What was the thing that you didn't know about uh, trail running or, you know, or even yourself um, that this sport has taught you? That, what has it taught me? So that's really, I, no, this is, this is great. This that I'm capable. Okay. That I even, you know, I can, you can go through pregnancy, deliver a child, you can go through a bunch of different things, but to get out there on the trail, it's taught me, I can be at my lowest and I can sit down and say, I'm not going back out there, rest for 30 minutes and get my butt back up and finish that race. Yeah. That it can be done. So, yeah. you know, that you could push yourself at prickly pear mile 29. I got pain in my foot. Nobody mm. else was out there. Cause I'm at the back of the pack. I have, you know, 30 minutes to get to the finish. Well, a little longer than that. And I was like, I am not going to finish. And then I'm like, no, you're going to do this. Yeah. So just to know it's taught me that. Yeah. Anything is possible. You just have to believe in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I think you just have to ride the lows and the highs and, and you can kind of go through like this whole roller coaster. And, it's a roller coaster. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, sometimes I, like I say, I've got the broken rain, brain syndrome sometimes and I'll, you know, start running races and I'll just be like, you know what, I'm not really feeling this today. I think I'm going to quit. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I was a Rocky. And I pretty much had persuaded myself by about 10 miles in, you know, I don't know. I think I'm just going to you know, and, you know, and I'm like, what am I going to do the rest of the day? You idiot. It's your birthday. You know, <laughs> you know just like, what am I going to do? Go back to the hotel and, you know, watch movies on my laptop or something, you know, I mean, it's like, that's so dumb. So I, you know, I kind of, so I had these little, you know, the angel on my shoulder and the devil, you know, that kind of thing going on. And yeah. And I mean, sometimes I'll just, you know, it's that voice in my head, it's like, uh, you know, sometimes I have to really fight that, you know, yeah, going, yeah you really want to quit, don't you? Yeah, 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 it's okay to quit, you know, and then it's just like, but there's no good reason, you know, other than I'm lazy. <laughs> so. I felt that at one of the Brazos, I was, you know, I just didn't feel it that day and 
the second loop, I just went out there and I just started encouraging the others, which kept me going to get to mm -hmm. the finish because, you know, I had a seven hour goal and that Ooh, that's happen. good. It was, it was closer to eight hours, but that's because I just, <laughs> I just dropped, I lost it. I just, I couldn't, it wasn't, I wasn't feeling it that day. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's normal, but it's, but it is good to have that knowledge or that, you know, depth to know that, you know, okay, I can push through this and still survive. You know, I'm not going to die, you know, so. Done it before. You can do it again. Exactly. Exactly. You know, so sometimes it's just a matter of just kind of writing it out and, you know. Right. Do you listen to music or podcasts or anything like that when you're running? So I used to, I don't on the trails, mm -hmm. like on the road, I will, I just keep one earbud in so I can stay aware of what's going on around me Good for idea. obvious reasons. Um, but I will, I'll listen to music mostly. It's a mix between classic rock. Um, angry women. <laughs> angry women. Yes, they play too. Uh, Gwen Stefani, she's my girl crush. So, <laughs> so amazing, yes. <laughs> a little bit of country sometimes. It, you know, whatever's got a beat with it, mm -hmm. that'll keep me going. Um, when I did Houston, I started with no music, put it on for about five miles and then turned it back off. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think it kind of just depends, yeah, on the situation. Like, like tomorrow, I know I'll probably be listening to something you know because right sometimes that helps me uh you know block that <laughs> those voices in my head <laughs> yeah sometimes books i'll listen to audiobooks of course yeah <laughs> um i live was the most recent one when i was listening to it was out in the woods and i'm sitting there listening to a murder novel and i'm going i'm not sure this is the right one i should listen <laughs> you know it was speaking it was so funny on my birthday, I was listening to a podcast and it, um, the guy was interviewing Peter, <laughs> excuse me, Peter Bogdanovich, the you know late director. Um, right. And um, but Bogdanovich was talking about all these old movies. And I was like, man, I haven't seen that one before. And that's what got me <laughs> starting to think like, oh, wouldn't it be fun just to go back and just watch all these movies? You know, I'm like, you idiot. You know, so sometimes I've done that before, too. What's that? Just like someone starts talking about these movies, I go, I've never seen that one. And then I have to Google it, see if I can watch it on well, one of the apps or something. Yeah, but don't, yeah, don't do it mid-race, okay? No. <laughs> that was my problem. Yeah, see, I was using that as my excuse, which is uh, stupid and lame, but uh, I know I'm such an idiot, but um, hey, but I did it. So that was the that was the important part. And uh, oh shoot, there's my work email. Hey. <laughs> um <laughs> Anyway, is there anything else I have? I know I've been kind of skipped, you know, hopscotching around here a little bit, but um, is there anything else that I haven't asked you that you would like for us to know or you'd like for me to know or somebody to know? Well, I just think, like we talked about earlier, that no matter how old you are, you know, even if you're young and you think you can't do it, if you're old, just don't be afraid to go out there and try because you know, I the we just watched this movie the other day called Once is Enough. Mm -hmm. And the quote basically that he got from Mae West is that we only live our life once. And if we do it the right way, basically, I'm I'm ruining the quote. That's but okay. You're 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 paraphrasing. You live once and if you do it right, once is is enough. Yeah. And so you just don't be afraid to 
to try anything because yeah. you might get to that point someday like when I was sick so much last year I was like oh my god I just what if I can't ever do this again exactly I need to do this so right don't be afraid way. yeah that's really great advice yeah I I like that that's that's kind of my mantra too I mean in so many words <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness so um all right well I have really enjoyed talking to you. Uh, I hope this wasn't too painful for you. You, you did great. Uh, Not at all. <laughs> great. I okay. wouldn't mind being on here after my first 50 miler and tell you how it goes. I can't wait. All right. Well, hang loose for just a second. I'm going to stop recording. Okay. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Anne. Um, I think she's got some great stories and is inspirational. And um, it was funny because I signed up for uh, snowdrop not too long after we did that did that interview about 10 days ago um and then she signed up for the virtual although i may try to talk her out of doing virtual for that because i think the um full-on version of snowdrop is so amazing and so inspirational that you really should try to experience that especially if it's your first hundred miler um which again that's gonna be mine you know because i've tried it you know got 100k which wasn't bad but you know hey and so uh, yeah and it's just uplifting they give you food i mean they give you meals at meal time it's just uh, yeah and we've got like you know tents set up where we can go chill out or you know we can get a hotel which is what i did you know or i've done and i think that's what i will do this time is to you know pretty much just go crash out for a few hours you know midway through and then come back and finish but um i know not everybody has that strategy but that's just how i think i might be able to finish it because i've uh two years ago two years, well, we rang in 2020 who uh yeah when we rang in 2020 i um was doing a relay that time and um was kind of helping walk in a few of my friends from the valley and uh they were all like they had all like, you know, slept for like six, eight hours or something like that. And then they came back and finished. But I mean, you know, it's not like everybody's running the whole time. You know, you're all like kind of shuffling at best, you know, which is fine, you know. Um, but, and I think that kind of helped me wrap my brain around it because at first I was just kind of like, you know, the first time I did it, it was just sort of like, oh God, I just, you know, why is it taking me so long to get to, 50 miles and um you know and then i realized that this kind of a looped race is a little different than your average you know hundo if you will so um so i'm really hoping that uh this time i will finish and um what i'm hoping i'm taking Anne along with me and uh yeah so um that's kind of that i mean i didn't do a lot of running last week i have to admit I was still kind of recuperating from the uh, vernal equinox race that I did uh, a week ago Saturday. And so um, I've got a lot going on right now. We're getting to the end of the semester. And so I got a lot of stuff going on. And uh, I didn't really feel too bad about that. I mean, I, you know, did some weights, did some other stuff, but I, so, you know, I plan to get back into the running a little bit more this week and, you know, continue on. But, um, but anyway, I'm trying to think if there's anything else going on. I don't know. Oh, I don't know if I've mentioned this yet. Um, my friend PJ, you know, the one that I kind of dragged into 
Tejas Trails, you know, uh, about five, six years ago, um, and is now a race director. He is race directing the Captain Carl series this summer, which is a nighttime race series. And um, I'm super excited about that. It's like, oh my God, you've grown up. Oh, he's not even 30. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I'm super excited about that because uh, I think he's going to do a great job. Um, my, my plan is to probably run like the 10K or 20K and then help with course teardown and, and that kind of stuff instead of volunteering before I run, because I discovered last year that volunteering before you run is not good for me because it makes you want to quit, which I did. Uh, I was signed up for like, you know, 20K and it was like, I'd do one loop and I'd be like, I've had enough of this. I've been standing on my feet for several hours and I don't need to do this. So my thinking is I'm going to re-strategize that a little bit but uh yeah so that's what's coming down the pike for me um god what else mm, gonna do pandoras and help volunteer and uh hopefully spider mountain so uh yeah these are all Tejas trails races okay i'm sorry i'm their girl or they're my people <laughs> whichever um but anyway um i think that's all i've got for now I will see you next time.